All right. And I think we said Happy New Year last week, but happy actually official New Year. It's the end of the first work week of 2021. And oh, this what a has week it's been. Stressful. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> the, the Mayo Mob has been wilding. Bitch, like, that's exactly, yeah. <laughs> just the, the white Mayo Mob. Of it all. <laughs> Probably the most. What most Americans, most Americans with common sense saw some form of it coming. Uh, I saw exactly. We saw the combination Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. We knew, because my, like, this is what I keep saying. Can't nobody tell me that they didn't see this coming. These niggas had riot shields. They made merch. Like, mm-hmm. They got on matching t-shirts. Bitch, they had merch tables out they during the goddamn riot. You not about to tell me y'all didn't see this coming when these niggas was ordering screen printed shirts that says Bitch. Civil War, Mega hey. Civil War, January 6th. Like, come on, stop. I Anybody mean, who can sit and say they didn't know this was about to happen need to stop being delusional because we knew this was about to happen. We all now I will say this. I knew something was gonna happen. I didn't think they were gonna actually breach the Capitol. That was one thing I that did. I was like. Holy shit. And the only reason that I knew that is because they already tried to kidnap the governor of Michigan. These niggas do not care. No, they don't. But I expected more out of, like most normal people, common sense people, we expected more out of. And we damn sure didn't, especially considering the way in which the peaceful protests were handled all summer long. I expected way more to happen. But this is what I keep saying. I hear that. But this is why it's different. Not take the race part out of it. DC is not a state, right? Therefore, they don't have a governor, right? So it's not like the governor could call these people in. You telling this baby who's over there pouting to call the national guard on his homies that he called there? Like, of course, this is the response y'all gonna get. (laughs) And let's be truthful too, because the city of DC, the actual city of DC, had police. And they had National Guard. The actual city of D.C. had National Guard. The city of D.C. was prepared. The The capital wasn't. They didn't even have National Guard because the city can't call the National Guard. No, the city did. The she had so what happens is she the mayor her, has to she call had the her reserves of uh, she had army. Her reserves out, but not yeah. the national guard. Oh, but I thought it was a no, oh, they were the army reserves, not the national guard. Okay, she had her reserves out because they couldn't call the national guard. But my mm. thing is, the city she did all she can do, so y'all can't put this on her. And they she tried in every interview, she is making she sure that it is gone. She has mayoral powers. Mm-hmm. She can only do what she can do. <laughs> That's it. That's actually that is completely it. Her governor exactly. is the federal government. Exactly, and that's why when Trump decided he was gonna sit in the corner and pout and let them do what the fuck they was about to do, because ain't no reason why anybody should have been anywhere speaking before him. But they were. Mike Pence oh, called in. Mike Pence called in the National Guard called in. Mike Pence activated the Department of Defense. He didn't do anything. Which he actually, in order to do that, that's actually technically usurping the presidency. But that also means that the president has shown that he is not capable to fulfill his role. For the last five years. Because of the 25th Amendment, he should be removed. Mm. With the use of, yeah. The 25th Amendment literally says if you are incapable as the president of 
act, actively exercising your role, you are removed and the vice president completes your term. Mm-hmm. We saw that. Mm-hmm. So if nothing else, fuck the, the part about <laughs> inciting a coup to overthrow the democracy, which he did. Fuck yeah. that part. He's shown he ain't going to do his job. No. No. And I, and one of the things that I keep hearing thrown around is with only, what are we now, 10 days? 10 days from what actually is honestly kind of shaping up to look like a D-Day for real. Um, I'm more nervous for the 20th than I ever was for the 6th. The 17th and the 20th, because Twitter posted something about the part of the reason why they actually finally, after everything beyond trying to save their own asses with the new coming administration that is exactly. all Democrat. With the new coming administration that has way stricter laws for tech funding. One more time. So let's not act like we don't One know what more time. this is. No, we, we know exactly what it is because it was all shit and giggles for the last four years. Exactly. Like, oh, we already know Facebook been taking right. money for, fed- for political ads and under this new administration they are not going to be able to because nope. that the pulling back on um part of what was holding up that two thousand dollar stimulus was pulling back like a reversal of an article that held um that um put restrictions on social media now and part of that which is why the social media companies kind of was like "Mm," because part (laughs) of what happens if you reverse the restrictions on what they can post you also open yourself up to be sued for any and everything that's posted on there which is why they don't want it which but is why they were pushing for the non-liability for tech exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So now we see what it is. This is- also, too, it's really interesting because a friend of mine brought to my attention, like, all of this shit is happening and and it doesn't sound really significant, but it, it actually really is. Um, so I, I don't know if you heard about the Pornhub purge, right? Mm-hmm. Where Pornhub purged almost all of its videos, almost all of its unregistered. All unverified content, yeah. So, but it's which was the part, part of that was because people was finding their kids child porn. Yeah, and people was finding like a lot of people was finding like their missing daughters, and they finding videos of them on Pornhub, clearly mm-hmm. unconscious. Yep. Porn, but see, to get verified on Pornhub is some bullshit because all you got to do is send a picture of yourself holding a sign with your username, and then you're verified. Oh, so, I didn't even know it was that easy. Yeah, it's easy as hell because I looked into it because I was like. Okay, so y'all purge all the unverified because you know he's the tech editor, so of course this type of <laughs> shit we be talking about. You're right. So I'm like, so y'all purge all the unverified content. So what you got to do to be verified? Because I was like, does this mean that's the end of the amateur sector? Does this mean like what does this mean? You know? Yeah. Like so, the, but then I looked the at the verification process and I was like, this is some bullshit. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, I brought up Pornhub because uh, a friend of mine mentioned to me that like everything, everything's happening. Uh, everything that's happening right now is a slight distraction because you have this major entity, mm-hmm. Pornhub, beginning to switch its currency use. Mm-hmm. Where they're no longer taking well, was it Visa and Mastercard or Visa and Discover? It's I don't remember which two cards they're not taking, but they're not taking them anymore. And, and these are major cards. Like letting, most people's cards aren't have letting smart. people monetize videos anymore either. Well, they're also what I think they're doing is they're shifting it to the premium platform, and they're beginning to use their own. It's yep. either they're beginning to use their own currency, or they're beginning to use just general cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. So it's really, and he he's a very logical person. Like, very logical person. 
when he started with, I know this sounds crazy, but I feel like everything has been orchestrated. I was like, okay. And when he went further to explain, I said, okay, I can see where you come from with that. Mm -hmm. Like, here's this big-ass riot that we all knew that was coming. And at the same time, a couple of weeks prior, you had the Pornhub, you know, purge and the shift of currency and throughout all of this cryptocurrency is becoming it was already the thing that people were talking about but even like banks were starting to it is so he said this shit and i was like like i I, what i I said was i was like i'm not gonna go as far as to say that the riot was orchestrated but the response definitely was oh yeah definitely like, and that they were allowed access. Thing. They were allowed access. People, they were let in. This was very much an inside job. And there's very much reasons so. as to why this was happening. And I think people need to look beyond what they're showing you on the news. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bigger things at work here. And because there's a, there's, because come on, just a couple years ago, a black lady was killed for making a U-turn at a White House access point. Like, you're not about to tell me that them people got up them steps without nobody getting shot. Like, you're just not about to tell me that. tell you. Watching that, I was watching, dead ass, just already watching. Um, YouTube has, uh, NBC has, has a live stream of news on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I was already watching it because I was trying to keep up with the Georgia race because it was yeah. so fucking tight, right? Right. So I'm watching it purely for this reason. I don't give a shit about, I did not give a shit about the certification in, in the Senate and in, yeah, in the like, House. I didn't need anyway. to watch this because no. I already know how this process works. I already know what's about to happen. And it, it was a done deal. It. It's like, it was on. Like, the news was on because we were keeping up with the Georgia races too. He was watching the certification just because he's never watched one before. I've watched one before. I've I never a, watched it because it was unnecessary. It's like, I this is a, nah, there's no real... As a small weird, as a small weird ass child, I was obsessed with C-SPAN. So I used to just sit and watch. Oh no, me too. Time. So I've me watched too. them plenty of times. Me too, especially during the Clinton impeachment. C-SPAN was everything. The Clinton impeachment, the OJ trial, the bitch. I used to that. This is why I love. Fuck up, Bravo. Like C-SPAN was my shit. I stayed on a C-SPAN. Like. <laughs> Some kind of slight note. I tweeted at uh, Bravo, uh, not Bravo, at Andy Cohen today and asked him, no, not today, yesterday, and asked him if he could not produce 2021 because I didn't care for last season. Let's just leave that there. We don't need you doing this. We don't need you to be involved. No. Watching that shit live, watching that shit live, completely watching it for a different reason, sitting here, minding my black ass business, and looking up and seeing these people slowly start to move and going, where the fuck they go? Like, wait, where the fuck are they going? Wait, <laughs> wait, where the fuck are they? Oh my god! Oh my, like literal reaction. And just spent five minutes with the goofiest look on my face, going, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" Like these niggas were shook. They shook the fuck, the fuck out of Congress. Also, kind of side note, bitch, you can tell the senators and the represented the House representatives that were there either pre-9-11 or immediately post-9-11. Because those were the niggas I had the gas mask on like yep. that. <laughs> yep. They got the fuck. Like, they was not doing. No, bitch. They sent everybody down and the bitch was like, boop, 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 boop. Poof. <laughs> they threw that shit on and got down. Wonder you can tell. On a related note, I just saw the funniest shit on Twitter. What? So Brian Luttrell from 
Layback Street Boys. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He just posted, come find me on Parlor." So somebody replied and was like, we're all about to show you the meaning of being lonely. Oh. <laughs> Girl. <sighs> that was funny to me. <laughs> Brian is a Trumper. He's from Kentucky. What you expect? Uh, I've been expecting that. He's from Kentucky. Him and Kevin, they both from Kentucky. You, I, I'm surprised by. I'm more surprised by the fact that being in an entertainment industry, his willingness to be vocal, especially being the member of a five-person band, considering that there are three other members that you need. Which I give you that. This is why I was an NSYNC fan. They ain't out here stomping for Trump. They doing concerts to raise money for Stacey Abrams and shit. They on the right side of history, goddammit. Okay. Wait, speaking of Stacey Abrams, did you see that thing on Twitter where somebody was like, I want someone to paint a picture of Kobe, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yes. <laughs> looking adoringly down on Stacey Abrams. And these niggas did it, but they added fucking Piccolo and it Nancy just, Pelosi on her I, knee. I retweeted that. <laughs> I retweeted it. That's how you saw it. Oh, God. I was like, you niggas is awful. Yeah, no. When I saw the, the, the picture of um, uh, Stacey Abrams that said, if I bet was a person, right. I was down. <laughs> yeah, big, big shout out to Stacey Abrams. Yes, Shout out and to Sink is on the right side of history, y'all. See, I made the better choice. <laughs> all you backstreet girls, all you black backstreet girls, see, y'all uh, on the wrong side of history. Uh, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to sit here with my NSYNC marionette dolls knowing they ain't racist. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully the backstreet boys don't show up on January 17th or January 20th. <laughs> right, the trail might be out there. He better count his blessings, sit his ass down, and count what little money he, he got, got left. Hole in his heart. He better go sit down now. Got, you ain't got the time. You, got, you already got heart problems. Did you say that? You better sit down. Battery's back. No, ma'am. <laughs> you can keep Bat it. Street having palpitations. Y'all better chill out. <laughs> Shut up. Y'all still on tour with boys to me. Y'all better relax. Oh, right. They were doing that tour. Backstreet mm-hmm. New Kids and Boys to Men. Y'all better Boys to Men just needs to shift that. We'll get the fuck. And <laughs> they need to go back on tour with In Vogue and just be done with it. Or do just what they was doing. Because when I saw them, it was the anniversary of Motown Philly. So it was just them. Oh, yeah, I wish I could have seen that. Yeah, me and my Every time I've seen them, they've always been with In Vogue. And that's a that's a that's no, a that's a, a function. I've seen In Vogue and Salt and Pepper together. Bitch. Yeah. That's yeah. what I I want to see that too. I saw that. But no, two old queens just cackling. Radio City and it was packed. When I say the aunties was out. Oh I yeah. Was like, oh the the fits. <laughs> the fits, <laughs> the wigs. So we didn't I realized like uh after we wrapped yesterday, we didn't say the show we were gonna do next. No, it's fine. We could just say it now. Surprise, I mean, niggas! It's Rock of Love. Yeah, I <laughs> didn't say it. Huh? I purposely didn't say it. Oh, uh, why? Because I said we gonna start letting it be a surprise. Oh, did you? I was drunk. <laughs> I mean, I might not have even said it on the show. I might not even said it to you. I don't know. I be drunk too. Who the fuck knows? I be just talking shit. <laughs> 
know what the fuck be going on. I know. <laughs> but yeah, well, it's Rock of Love season one. Rock now, of Love season one. As what is probably going to be the running thing on this this podcast, I had not seen this. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a running thing that we're watching shows I've never watched. Mm, so this far, is one you need an HPV vaccine for. Oof, Jesus. So far, with the exception of 60 Days In, I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> so, oh, oh yeah, no. No, I hadn't seen it. I think this is going to be a running thing that I don't, yeah. I don't know. You don't live in trash the way I do. <laughs> I have kids. I don't have time. <laughs> right. You don't get off on the chaos and misery no, the way that the I, do. Thing is, I love trash TV, but because I have kids, I can't keep up with it. So I just I'll watch a couple episodes and then fall off and then not know. Like I'm three episodes behind on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Well, I mean you because I have the kids. <laughs> Instead of trying to produce 2021, Andy should have been producing Real Housewives this season. <laughs> Like I once they told, they said that that girl had a, a animal on her head. That's the last thing I saw. But that it was ready. I don't know. Like I, <laughs> I don't even know you're talking about. I ain't kept up with it at all because I saw one episode. And I said nope. You know, Drew Sedora is on this season. Yeah. And when she. She was at Cynthia's house and Kenya and whoever this little Ethiopian gold digger is. I don't even know who she is. She just showed up out of nowhere. She was Candy's friend, and now she ran around. With, I don't know who the fuck this girl is. But they was already at Cynthia's house. And the little Ethiopian girl says, what is that rat on her head? <laughs> now. Out loud in front of her? She said it to Kenya. I don't know. I don't think Drew heard it. Her and Kenya sitting there cackling about this rat like Kenya don't have a whole fall that's showing. But neither here nor there. So Kenya says it tells Cynthia. And Cynthia's like, y'all gotta stop. That's not nice. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever, whatever. Now, the wig was ratty. <laughs> it was clearly a curly synthetic that she did not spray with a good... <laughs> Uh, with a good fabric softener to keep it separate, it was ratty. <laughs> to keep the static clean down, huh? Because, you, you know, when you get the synthetics, because sometimes a good synthetic girl, because, you know, they they get you right on through. Go get you a good $50 synthetic for the day, get you through, right? It'll last but, a week. Yeah. The synthetic girls that came a long way. You can get them. They that is, good now. Like that is true. You can get a good synthetic girl. I don't care. I think this one might that I'm wearing might be synthetic. I change wigs so much I don't really. Care. <laughs> you like cute? Oh, exactly. I, is it cute? We're good. Am I cute? <laughs> then here we are. I think, I think this might be a synthetic I'm wearing right now. I really don't know because I change wigs so frequently. Together, I just throw on whichever one go with what I'm doing for the <laughs> But if you're going to wear the synthetic girls, you got to spray them down with a good mixture of fabric softener and water to keep the tangling to a minimum. No, that makes sense. Because it makes keeps sense. them from, from matting and sticking together. Somebody didn't tell mama this because if that was a human hair wig, she need her money back because that bitch was ratty. It, like, it did like that bitch, that wig that went through hell and back. <laughs> it made trunk tracks look great. That's her like, wig. The one that should come home with. Don't sleep on. Oof. This wig 
Like, like, I laughed. She's in, the, in the center of it. Up. Right. This, that bitch was ready, man. But also, <laughs> I see. She looked like she threw it in the dryer. <laughs> but neither one of them hoes could talk because Kenya and her Milky Way fall that she did not cover properly. <laughs> and this bitch with her big ass head and them cornrows corn that she was wearing, neither can talk. <laughs> this is all I am saying, but all three of them need to go see Portia and get a wig from her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, not just a wig. Because Portia's sense wigs, of dignity. <laughs> so if we gonna talk about the wigs, all y'all need to go visit Portia and see who her hairstylist is. Because Portia's wigs be laid. <laughs> Portia do, yeah. Portia always be. So she always be with it. She yeah. always like her looks always come with the shits. Cynthia's wigs now be together. I don't know the fuck she used to be doing with that Afro It was wig. touch and go before. That's Party City Afro wig she used to wear. It used to piss me off. <laughs> Wait, remember that blonde the Afro wig she wore for Marlo's collection? Yes, and I was like, can you not? Cause what the fuck is this? Uh, who's their dirty eraser? This bitch walk around looking like a dirty fucked up ass Lego. <laughs> stiff ass wig. I used to hate and yeah, I used to hate it. But then the thing is, Marlo has that wig collection, but she don't even wear the wigs. Oh. Marlo, Marlo has a t-shirt collection. She don't wear her shirts. Like, she just selling shit just to be selling it. Because I don't even know she know where them wigs come from. Because Marlo ain't worn not one of them damn wigs. No. Because no. I, I follow the girl that does Marlo's hair. Girl, whatever. I don't know <laughs> <how this person laughs> identifies. <laughs> Oh, um, it's what's his what's uh Alonzo Clint? Arnold, Alonzo Arnold does a lot oh. of Marlo hair, Marlo's hair a lot. I thought she was gonna hair down my cliff. I mean, maybe, but I know Alonzo Arnold does Marlo's hair a lot. Okay. But Alonzo Arnold does all the Atlanta girls between Alonzo and Tay, they do all the Atlanta girls, so that, that makes sense. And I follow both of them. And I know he ain't using them ready ass wigs you trying to sell. Girl, them brillo pads. So stop. Like, let's just stop. All well, y'all need to go visit Portia and her go naked hair. Because <laughs> she's the only one actually wear the hair she, the hair she sell. <laughs> Which I consider purchasing because it'd be cute. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have sinus problems, so I'm like coughing phlegm up. <laughs> Man, we old shit. At this point, yeah. you get what you get. We old and crotchety. Hell yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of being ratty, mm. we enter the world and realm of Rock of Love. Now, when I I turned on this herpes fist, <laughs> I was unprepared because one, I thought this shit happened in like 2003. No, it was 2007. <laughs> it was 2007. Which further was like, oh, the early 2000s was just garbage for the way people used to look. Oh my God! Yes. But the first thing I saw was that aggressive ass looking black girl and <sighs> them clip ins, and I was like, "What in the fuck is that?" <laughs> what was her name? Rain. Raven or something. Raven. It was Raven. She's the first one. She's the first person I saw because when I turned on, I wasn't looking at it necessarily. So when I well, turned, no, because they all look like cookie cutter images of of sad down river whiteness. I turned it on and I heard that weird ass theme song and I was like, all right. But I was like, doing something else. That's actually one of his songs. Please, y- yeah, it is. Oof. 
please let me be yo. <laughs> Touch my backstage pass, ride my limousine. I'm like, all right. Let me be your rock of love. I was like, this theme song is trash. I love it. But it's I love that theme song. It is so fun. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, be my rock of love. Okay. <laughs> I mean, better than what Flavor Flame had going on. Cause he just real oh, flavor, flavor a bunch of times. It was it was like flavor, 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 man. With that. that <laughs> I know that was the words? song he released. I was that theme song didn't have words. It was just music, <laughs> and he yelling flavor, flavor over and over again. <laughs> like, yeah, boy, and I was like, all right, yeah, boy. All right. Well. We mentioned Flavor Flav because Rock of Love is it was the white the version first of Flavor of Love. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Ex- except Brett. Okay, Brett compared to Flavor. No, Brett Michaels didn't creep me by out. Far more attractive than Flavor Flav. And he seemed Brett as Michaels equally isn't. as uncomfortable as everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> Brett Michaels isn't unattractive, but it was also very clear from the beginning. That this was a paid acting gig for him. Yes, it was. It was very, very clear. He was not yes, investing it was. in this shit at all. This shit might as well have been produced by Zeus, because this was about <laughs> as believable as one chance, one chance of love, or whatever the fuck that shit's called. One more chance, whatever the fuck that chance show is called. I think it's one more chance, and I kind of, I want to hope that their theme song is. Daddy, give me one more chance, so, and then chance come out. <laughs> as I have watched this show. Oh yeah, you watched actually it. watched it. I've watched it. I haven't watched it in a while. But I said I was gonna finish it just because I started the season, so I was gonna finish it. The season's over now. But the theme song, Chance is rapping. Oh girl, right? Because he was a stallionaire. They're still doing that. That gang, gang, nigga. shit is still a thing. But he is rapping or something. Niggas is driving like they crazy. That was a nigga driving down the street. It's 1130 in the goddamn morning. Niggas are driving like they're like, <laughs> <laughs> said insurrection and started like, speeding down the street. Street level. That's the wild part. Like, <laughs> And I'm on the third. I'm on the third floor, That's and I hear saying. everything. You don't live street level, so it's wild that I could he- that I could hear that. <laughs> Girl, anyway. I hear everything. Anyway, so chances he's rapping of some sort, and then Ray J is singing. I don't. I couldn't tell you what the words to this song say. Like I literally cannot understand this song. I do not know any of the lyrics. There are lyrics here, but I can't understand it at all. It's I Ray think J it's Ray J singing. He it sounds like, like Ray J. It may not be. I don't want to put that on Ray J. <laughs> I don't want to put that on Ray J if that's not him singing. But it does sound like Ray J. But then it's like. They have chance and all these girls dancing, but none of them are dancing to the beat of this song. I don't know what they're dancing to. So they were dancing to a different song they initially, were and to they a put that on different song. Yeah, but then they tried to speed up the videos of them dancing to match the beat. The, the no, because the, the music is slower than what they're doing. I don't understand. It, it makes no sense whatsoever you need to watch the opening of this because it makes absolutely no sense oh my god okay 
part of me I'll, wants I'll to show see it. To you. When we're done, I'll show it to you. <laughs> so I can watch something like Walk of Love because it's 2007 problematic. So looking at it with 2020 eyes, I know what it is. But having something that level in 2020, I'm like, but it's because girl, so like we know better now. That was the other thing because I haven't watched. I didn't watch this in 2007. And you know, I, I, can't, I can't see you watching. I couldn't see you watching this before now, honestly. I <laughs> you like flavor white bitches? Yeah, no, because well, you know, white women in large amounts get on my nerves. But <laughs> especially like, when they all look alike and sound alike. Yeah, because I've rewatched Flavor of Love, and I was like, oof, this is so cringy. But watching, yeah. I think Brett Michaels was worse though. The women on Brett Michaels was worse. Brett Michaels himself was better. <laughs> in the first season. In the, in the first, first season. Because season, season two and season three, season he's like, two, okay. He was very predatory. Yeah, it was Season two and season three are very creepy. But I, so I did watch, I watched season two because a lot of the drama that I was seeing, a lot of the shit I was seeing from season one directly related to season two. Yeah. So that's why I watched season two, just so I could know who the fuck these people were. No, that's understandable. Because every time I saw them talking about Heather, they started talking about Daisy. I'm like, who the fuck is Daisy? So mm-hmm. I watched the second season just so I could know who the fuck everybody was. And have an understanding. Yeah. But I think the worst part of all of this was the host of the reunion. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if he, I wouldn't be surprised if he's got hit with a rape charge. I'm not saying he has. I don't know this man's life. But I wouldn't be surprised if somebody <laughs> charged him and said he raped and or sexually assaulted them because he was so creepy and so like oddly predatory and weird and yeah, I didn't like actually, it. Actually, Ricky, we're watching it. Ricky Radburn was giving very heavy, like, always Trumper vibes. Yeah. And actually, the, most of the cast, which, okay, because I got some tea. Oh, most of them are Trump supporters. I have been. I well, there's Trump. one important cast member, two important cast member. One is a Trump supporter, the other isn't, and they were trying to work together, but some shit went south. I'll tell you about it, girl, because I'll tell you. All right, okay. let's get it. So we get into the first. Uh, let's. We can do talk about it in chunks because what is it? Twelve episodes. So you want to do four episode discussion at a time? Um, I don't know. Do you think this is gonna go super long that we can't get through the whole first season? No, no. What I mean is like we talk about each like four episodes in a group. So like twenty okay. minutes. Her yeah. four episodes. Yeah, we could do that. Because then we can do next season. We could talk about season two since I watched it. <laughs> I Actually, I watched it too. Because I was I like, like, this shit is have, great. I don't want to have watched this shit for no fucking reason. So <laughs> Might as well use it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all here, here first. The next three weeks are probably going to be rock low. Because if Ron's like, I already watched three seasons of this shit. We might as well I just watch the first it. episode of season three. So it's like, fuck, if I'm watching it, we might as well use the shit. Already like, knee deep in it. Okay, so I guess we're gonna do three through the three seasons of Rock of Love, and I would really love to do Flavor of Love for Valentine's Day. I'm about to say yes. After that, we're gonna do Flavor of Love. Okay, cool. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> okay, so we'll okay, do so the VH1 girls. <laughs> we'll do the v- VH1 all girls. Interconnected anyway. 
Yes, more than we actually realized. A lot more than we realized. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and even more so like now. So we open with twenty five contestants. Um, join twenty five contestants there for bread slub. And we get the pan through of all the trash, and immediately I start hyperventilating, worry about coronavirus. But that's 2007, so we're good. Exactly. 2007, niggas were still going to the bowling alley and putting their fingers in them balls, and everybody and their mama that took them <laughs> and then going to eat their mozzarella sticks. So, very true. Very true. Y'all niggas was nasty. <laughs> so we get our first look at the 25 contestants, and immediately six of them are removed from the game. <laughs> was six or five? Maybe it was five. No, it was, it was five. five. Yeah. It was five. Well, what we think he, he, is it five. Because yeah. there is a surprise. Oh, One of the young gosh. ladies with awful. Awful chunky blonde highlights. Oof. So I forgot in 2007 it was a thing for white women to dye their hair red, like the copper red, Dot and then put that big ass chunky blonde piece in the front. I what they call the 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 money piece is what it's called. That's called the money piece. That's what that's called. I now, guess because this is the money maker. No. That's not how it got its name. I looked it up to see how that became the money piece. Okay. It got its name from porn. So, because when, <laughs> you know, when he comes on your face, it's called the money shot. You yeah. It gets these two pieces of hair. That's how they became called the money pieces. <laughs> I did not make that up. That is how it, that's how it happened. And I was like, this I hate humanity. <laughs> like we don't deserve. We don't because deserve. I have people. a wig that has pieces that are blonde. There, they literally called it money piece blonde. And I we was don't like, deserve this why world is it called anyway. that? So I looked into it and I was like, this makes me uncomfortable. That is ridiculous. Here I am thinking of the most like, oh, okay, that makes the sense. Your face is the money maker. No. <sighs> of course, everything relates back to porn. <laughs> Porn. <laughs> Many of these young ladies look like early 2000s porn stars, by the but way. The, the tits. All of them have. They all bought the huge same model tits. tits. They all, they all have the huge tatters, model. is one of them calls it. That's how they call them tatters. <laughs> I'm from Columbus, and that's a very Columbus thing. Bitch. Uh, okay, because I'll get into it later. Okay, so. We get our first five eliminated contestants, at least so we think. One of them is very determined that she will not be turned away and that this is her God-given right as a patriot. Yes. So she begins to That's storm the house. And by storm the house, I mean she just knocked on the door until they let her in. Aggressively knocked on the door. She banged on that door like she was 5-0. Like she dead is, ass. Like she was coming in for a drug raid. She banged <laughs> in like... <laughs> mm. and, uh, Big John? Yeah, Big John. Not Big Rick. Big Rick is Flavor of Love. Big John yeah. opened that door like, the fuck is knocking? Who the fuck is this being in my door? Can we talk about the fact they look exactly the same, just one's white, one's black, and one wears glasses? <laughs> they look exactly the same. It's like y'all went to a cast and they said, we need two big motherfuckers, one black, one white, and y'all brought the same nigga. <laughs> they look exactly the same. These niggas look like giant-sized salt and pepper shakers. They do. <laughs> <laughs> they look like a collection. 
Tiffany refuses to leave. So Tiffany is, after begging um, to Big John to be let into the house in the competition, she is allowed in. And some of the girls begin to cheer. However, Brandy M is not very happy. Brandy, Brandy M, remember that name, is very important because she is one of the main cast, yeah, cast members of the show. Um, so there are a lot of girls on the show, and most of them were pretty insignificant. So majority of them, I don't remember their names. However, I do remember Tamara, that girl with that little, all her hair flopped to one side. She was dumb. And she looked drunk. The girl looked like she wasn't even there. The girl looked like she never even showed up. She was that gone. I don't think she realized where she was. No, no, where she was, what she was doing. It's like she just got on the plane, came to the house and said, wait a minute, what? (laughs) This is what a look. Oh, Brett Michaels, I'm vaguely familiar with it all. Every rose has a thorn. Why not? I'm here. Shit. Except that would give her, uh, that would give too much credibility to her because she honestly just looked unconscious throughout the whole thing. Yeah, she didn't know. She didn't know what the fuck the door was. So. <laughs> that bitch, when she got eliminated, that bitch didn't know what the fucking door was. Right. So women are in the house. They're having a good old wild time. And we start to see the first um, divide in the house between, what the hell was I calling them? I think I was calling, oof, that's awful to say. <laughs> I can't call them that out loud. Uh, but we <laughs> we begin to see the divide in the house. Um, it's We'll just call them the smarts and the farts. <laughs> so the smarts break down into the girls who just don't want to take their top off and dance on the stripper pole. <laughs> the farts are the ones that want to, we might just name these hoes the shirts and the skids at this point. Exactly. It's really what it was. It was shirts versus skins throughout this whole season. So you had many a girl who was taking her top off, getting drunk. They finally get to meet Brad and everybody's fawning over Brad. And then we get to meet Brandy C. Who talks like this? <laughs> Babe, I practiced that too because I wanted she to make sure I had that correct. Stressed me out. She is a massive stressor, like yes. heart attack inducing stressor. She stressed me out. Yeah, she was. Brandy was a mess. Brandy C was just. <sighs> so with these shows, there's always the babe, 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 and I'm here to get my man. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because y'all Which don't know really him. Weird. It's really but, yeah, fucking weird. Logically, you know good and goddamn well that this man is not yours. We all know it. You know it. The producers, you producers know he know don't. He don't he fuck know with it. you like that. Everybody know that. It's really fucking weird that y'all do this weird ass shit over and over again. Like nobody's fool. We just here to watch y'all make asses of yourselves on TV. That's We're it. not fooled into thinking that y'all gonna actually date. Yes, I know. Maybe he might end up fucking some of y'all and. What she did might date for a few months. Like y'all if might that. date him for a few months. But I'm not fooled into believing that y'all about to have no long ass relationship. This is not the bachelor where they make these niggas get married to make us believe that that's what this was about. Did you say that? <laughs> <clears throat> so pretty much the girls just get drunk. Brandy C is complaining about him not spending time with her. And that's pretty much just the general complaints of all this episode is everybody's just like fighting and clamoring for Brett's time. But it's also uh, like, it's 90 of y'all. How, how, it's one it's of right? 90 of y'all. He ain't about to be sitting with 
each and every one of y'all over and over again. Like this is no. Like this, this nigga has a house. This nigga almost has a Senate majority in the house. You better get the fuck out of here. Yeah, he yeah, ain't got yeah. time to be trying to date all you hoes. Right. Go find a seat because y'all are wilding. Like right. just wilding. So uh, a bunch of nothings get eliminated. Don't remember the names. Except Raven. That's because her weed was aggressive. I felt like it was going to strangle me through the goddamn TV. She looked mad as hell the whole fucking time. Like, why you even come, bitch? Like, you look angry. In that ugly ass animal, I don't even think I can call it animal print. It was like modern art animal, no, modern animal. Print. I don't know what it it's was. Abstract bro. foolishness. That it was. This whole season with Charlotte Roos, Wet Seal, Forever Twenty One, circa two thousand seven. Because y'all know Forever Twenty One is bad now, but then, oh shit! A lot of saggy titty spaghetti straps. <laughs> A lot of unnecessary layering. It was dresses over shorts and over other skirts and dresses over pants and yes, a a lot of visible bras. Uh, We saw the beginning of the body dress when that really started getting popular. Yes, and when it first started getting popular, girl, it was not what it is now. Now it's still like oof. Yeah, I still don't really get into the body kind all like that. You got if you don't have the body to be kind, (laughs) don't put it in a. Because I thought the like con was for conscious. It is. I thought it was about being a. I thought it was the whole point of a box was to be body conscious. It, 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 I mean, it is, but the consciousness of it is that most of you hoes buy stuffed sausages. So there you start. go. That's <laughs> what I was waiting for you to say. Something along those lines. <laughs> okay, so we get to the second episode. Um, the girls have to compete in a phone sex competition <laughs> where he has this. Uh, Measurer of the blood flow, quote unquote, attached to his penis to see if he well, yes, how aroused so, he gets. So I was, the... so Bo was sitting here with me when I was watching the episode. Your poor, your poor husband. He said, "Does he have on a dick lie detector?" And I was like, "Yes, this is what he's wearing." <laughs> what it was. <laughs> and the results have proven that that was a lie. Stupid. This shit is just stupid. It was so dumb. A dick lie detector. Why they pretend to have phone sex in front of 20 other fucking people. Like, it's not going to be awkward as hell. Trash. This is just <laughs> stupid. Just. Trash. And all the girls sat there, and they all they took their time. I'd say about a good half of them completely failed at it for obvious reasons. Because you're sitting there in front of 20 other women trying to have phone sex with somebody. Also, that real big girl. That big ass. What, the, Magdalena? Yes. She sounds like a drag queen. <laughs> the one that talks like this. And then she I was, was trying to her say that the lyrics was weird because it's like English ain't your first language, so them words don't even make sense together. She, <laughs> it just was weird. I I was calling her White Marlo because you know Marlo come in the room. Hey, Nene. <laughs> Marlo has a very deep voice. But Marlo don't sound I was like telling Candy. But see, that's the thing. Marlo don't sound like a drag queen. Marlo just sounds like she smoked too much. Marlo sound like a drag queen. Marlo sound like Di Warwick in just another five years. <laughs> like she just smoked a lot. This bitch sounds. Good like, morning, heartache. Sound like she's gonna go to the bar and she's gonna be lip syncing, and then when it's over, she's gonna be like, "So where the tick tick?" Where's my money? She remind me of Big Ange because Big Ange also sound like a drag queen. And I love oh my her. god, I she a rat! I love right. Big Ange. Okay. 
we have to make a commitment that once we get through all of the loves, we hit mob wives. Because apparently well, that is supposed to be making wives, a comeback. It is. But mob wives want to be H1 girls. I said that. We're doing the VH1 girls. My wives were VH1 girls. That's what I said. My wives is one of the VH1 girls. Oh, so yeah. Okay. I thought you said they weren't. I'm like, no, they were. There wasn't no love, but they were on VH1. It's going to be part of our VH1 series. I live for my wives. Okay. So they do the penis test thing. Um, and the winners actually get taken out to, unfortunately, Jim Henson Studios, a amazing legendary man's legacy has just been stained by the presence of brett michaels in this but, hemorrhoid her, not hemorrhoid herpes parade but didn't he also take these hoes to like the hard rock cafe and babe and busters at some point so clearly this nigga just be awesome other shit no he takes the he takes the we'll talk because he takes the guys the oh, boyfriend okay. I was about to say, and actually i think that might be season two possibly i was about to say somebody went to fucking dave and busters and i was just which, like all right my which shows you too Dave and Buster's since when? Exactly, exactly. I ain't heard neither a Dave nor the only Buster I have heard of is Arthur from the R R Arthur the Aardvark show. Now, That's it. There is a Dave and Buster's down in Times Square. I wouldn't doubt that. There's one. Well, in Times we there's Square. one here in Utica, but who's going to Dave and? But the Dave Buster. and Buster's in Times Square be popping, but that's because everybody come here to New York and say they're going to do all this New York shit and then realize New York shit expensive and end up at Friday's or Dave and Buster's. And it also take you two hours to get anywhere. Exactly. And then <laughs> like, like, we're just going to stay at Times Square. But it's like if you in Times Square, if you ain't eating off the hot dog court, you're going to end up at Applebee's, Friday's, or Dave and Buster's because there ain't a whole lot of the New York shit you be hearing about in Times Square because people that live in New York don't go to fucking Times Square. No, never. So, and actually, I don't even think I've ever, ever, ever been to Times Square because every time I've been in New York to see y'all or somebody else, we weren't we going anywhere near Times Square. We, yeah, because you know, and there was the no need to. Hell, I've yeah. been to Times Square quite a few times, but it's because when people come visit me, they almost always want to go to Times Square. I love when people come visit me and don't want to go to Times Square. I don't like people like that. I don't like Guy Fieri enough like that. I do want to hit his restaurant though. I want to hit his restaurant just purely for the experience. I just I, was, I heard it was I heard the food was trash. Oh no, I know it's trash. I but just want to experience the trash. The only reason I go to honestly, this is about to be wild, but the only reason I go even in that vicinity is to go to the Carlos Bakery that's in um Penn Station, Port Authority. Port Authority. Oh, uh, okay. And oh yeah, because Port Authority is up, yeah. That's because that's the only place, the cake boss is the only one that make cannolis I like. <laughs> I mean, they call this nigga the boss for a reason. <laughs> but that's the only reason I go down there. I I'm used sorry. to go to that McDonald's, but they closed it and I'm sad because I did love the Times Square McDonald's. That would, no. <laughs> I love the Times Square McDonald's. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm so stuffy. It was just a hot mess, and I enjoyed it. It was a real life reality show. Me and Brooklyn used to go there before we go to like our Broadway show. You subjected poor Brooklyn to that. We will always go to that McDonald's before we go to our Broadway shows because it's like she wants to go to Broadway shows, but she's still a kid, so chicken nuggets. So yeah, we will always go to that McDonald's and she sit next to the baby grand piano that they had back in the upstairs. Downstairs is where the foolishness is. Upstairs was classy. <laughs> speaking of the class divide, huh? <laughs> well, speaking of divides, yes. Perfect segue. Right. 
um, alliances in the house, like we we said before, are now more prevalent, and they really do begin to break down between the smarts and the farts. Yeah, which I'll tell you, like from season one on this show, but. Um, you didn't see that until season two of Flavor of Love, but you could very clearly oh, the like all house these girls, idea. All these girls watched Flavor of Love, and that's how they created their personas for this show. Yep, and also, um, okay, no, I can hold on from that. So, third episode, they do a motocross challenge for Brett's love, which didn't make no sense. None, but was massively enjoyable. <laughs> So there were two black girls. So one of them is gone by at this point. Raven is gone. But Dallas, who was another black girl with, I don't know, her her hair said, uh, freedom be with me in the front. And we go into the mall in the back, if that makes sense. Yes. She was, she was the, for anybody who knows, who, who can understand for anybody who grew up around white people, she was that one black girl who didn't understand that she was black. Therefore, yes. her hair don't do the same thing that theirs do. So she thought she could just throw a, 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 a yakky ponytail on the back of her foolishness with no gel, no nothing else, and everything nothing. just going work. Actually, no, no, no grease. Because her hair looked flammable. Yes. Her shit looked highly fucking flammable. It was dry as fuck. And Girl, it was dry. Synthetic ass ponytail on the back that just looked ridiculous. It was like Popeye's biscuit dry. <laughs> yes. Her hair was dry. Yes. Dry yes. to a crisp. Done. Just shave it off. Be done. Put a hat it on. Like, it was over processed. It was just. It was a mess. Yeah. Well, she put that mess, put a helmet on that mess and hopped her ass on a motocross bike. And proceeded to run towards everyone multiple times. <laughs> I was like, my favorite scene was her riding towards like the producers and the cameramen and watching right. these things scatter like roaches. <laughs> like it's about goddamn time. Um, but Rodeo and Brandy end up winning that. They get taken on an afternoon date. Once Rodeo's again, a fun. Of- she's the only one I liked and didn't like. She had her beauty. I enjoyed Rodeo. Although she's a, from what I understand, a hard crush on Sporter now. So Wouldn't doubt it at all. Her no, name all. is Rodeo. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, she may be. I don't know. I heard that. I wouldn't doubt it because she's like we find out she's like a, a true businesswoman and she took the opportunity to brand a couple of items for herself that I actually yeah. think are still currently on sale. Yeah, because I saw her barbecue sauce. The, yep, barbecue sauce, the hot sauce. Um, I was like, I don't. It looked unseasoned to me, so. Uh-huh. But I stick on my sweet baby rice. <laughs> like it's mo- like it's got nothing but like it's specifically white beet sugar, no molasses, no brown exactly. sugar, no no those caramelized flavors. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, but he takes Rodeo and Brandy out on their date because they were the winners. And once again, a bunch of nothings go. We're kind of, I'm kind of skimming through because there is a lot of like essentially nothing. People. It's a lot of nothing that happens. You don't really get anything of any consequence until the second half of the season. Right. Truthfully. Um, so episode four, the, the women must write a song to one of Brett Michael's original tracks, which turns out to be nothing more than a mess. I'm gonna say it's just garbage. I don't, most of them can't string sentences together, let alone lyrics, so. No, okay, Sam. 
Sam is my other favorite. Her um, emotional ass, she should have stayed the hell home because she had the best hair of all she, of them. Hair was, Sam hair. was honestly to me the prettiest out of she everybody. Like her whole total package. She didn't look messy. She no. <laughs> she had the best hair, but she just cheated. Like, I don't know what she thought this was, but. I don't either, because Sam just seemed like a normal person. <laughs> Which come to find out, like after the show, she ends up being a professor of mythology at some university. And it's like, yeah, yeah duh. <laughs> this right. makes more sense than anything. <laughs> this is like the probably the like most logical like outcome yeah, out of anybody from these shows. Like she didn't make any sense being there. And I really no. don't think she knew what she was walking into. <laughs> I don't I don't either, honestly. Like she she's really she's just really pretty and honestly at least to me model-esque like put together her her look is very punk very rock but it's a very put together look like, like she I, looks she, fucking she good much, i very much see her as like one of those like pin-up tattoo models that's like, exactly it that's very much how she strikes me like the edgy ones that pull from that betty page kind of look mm -hmm. yeah that's exact that's exactly yeah. it that's that she strikes me that way very much so well I, I think probably the funniest thing out of out of this episode was sam trying to sing with brandy c the one that talks like this yeah. who can't sing like she has the worst she has no tone she's just completely tone deaf and poor sam's she having to sing with her yeah and i think the worst thing of the whole show is heather's fucking hair the entire show. Heather and her over teased ass hair. I was like, it is not 1983, mama. I need you to stop. That's what exactly <laughs> she was going for. I know, I know. It was Mind you, so at the time of filming this, it was like 2007. 2006, 2007, yeah. So Heather is, I think, 30 at the time. I was like, wasn't she like 30 years old? Yeah, far too old. For that kind of do, far too old for that. For that do, for, like she what was I mean, not just how eight. Like she, she actually, to me, was too young for that. Because if she was thirty in two thousand six, she wouldn't have. She would have been a child in the eighties. But that's what I mean by she was too old for that. Because that was something that was. Poison was big in the late eighties, early nineties. For God's sakes, I like mean, this they, is a good 10, 15 yeah, years. Yeah, I say they were they formed in like what eighty three, eighty four. Yeah, my father, I think he has. He definitely, my he definitely has poison. He listens I mean, to them. I know my mom used to listen to them, kind of, not a lot, kind of, <laughs> but <laughs> I must say, I think I was born when they were like starting to pop off probably honestly and, and that was during the day and age where it would take you five to ten years to get found because i'm trying to think how old was i in 2006 um what was that 14 years i was ago? i think i just turned 20 so i was say we were in our early 20s yeah which makes her about 10 years older than us <laughs> Because I graduated in 2002. With that awful fucking deal. And so I was, what, 22, 22, 23 in 2006? And she was 30, so she's like eight years older than me. She looked a fucking disaster. Mm-hmm. 
but they all did in various reasons for various reasons they all did so the competition starts to truly heat up around about episode five which is the first annual mud bowl where when i was watching season two and he said the second annual and i was like wait what was the first i completely (laughs) this episode completely left my mind (laughs) they threw down like them girls was going at each other. I don't know if it was playing when I was asleep or whatever. I do not remember this episode at all. <laughs> no, they were, girl. I, rem- I remember most of this very clearly, purely because I had never seen so many stick figure white women run at each other and it wasn't a sale. <laughs> it wasn't a sample sale. <laughs> it wasn't a sale, bitch. It was Can nothing more. Sample sales is the, that is the home of white carnage, as I have been to several. You sample not sales say are white. the home of white carnage. <laughs> when I say them hoes will beat your ass down for them cashmere gloves, like <laughs> I mean, I I I I can see I can do I I get it I get it. Especially I am sales. safe because I'm bigger than most of the white women that go to sample sales. So but why she I be looking quickly at the, throw a bow. Well, well, yes, but why I be looking at the forty percent off out of my way. Flipping bitches over a 30% off table. You're like, you goddamn right. Right. Um, but we get to our first mud bowl. And like I was saying, these girls was like dead at. They were going after each other. Um, Heather, Heather on that field showed you what type of person she was. She was from Ohio. She... <laughs> That, and there you go. And you know, Columbus love Ohio and Ohio State. High school, college football game. She reminded you hoes that she was from Columbus. Yes, that is true. That is true. <laughs> um. So another nothing goes. Blah 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 blah. Uh, next episode is the tour bus challenge, which was really ridiculous because they took it these just in parking lot. <laughs> And a parking lot made these hoes jump in dumpsters, changing porta potties. It was just insanity. <laughs> these bitches are in the parking lot of a local Walmart. They, 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 down, at, they down at the Pass Pro, sh- Pro Shop. They're at the Bass Pro Shop in this in this bus. They're taking them ten feet between signs, doing between dumb each shit. activity. They out there behind the high school so ridiculous. with the uh, with the driving school cones up, just doing dumb shit. Just, <laughs> Could you imagine the people that pulled up in that parking lot just simply I to get to like, the art What supplies, the fuck is going on? They came the tie, about eggs. fishing material. And they like, what the fuck is happening? Bitch, right. yeah. These watches, these bitches walking around with their titties out, covered in mosquito netting. For God's right. sake, so in the middle I'm of the sure fucking just day. Like, so, what's going on down at the Lowe's? Because I just wanted, exactly, I, I wanted my two by fours. I don't know what the fuck these hoes doing. <laughs> you know, some poor woman went to the hardware store with her husband, and she went, "Harold, look away, <laughs> Harold, over here." Bob. <laughs> those girls are old and those girls are the same age as Amy. Stop it. Exactly. Stop looking. They are the same age as your grandchildren. You go into the store. Right. So we hit this is where we really start to flesh out. So episode seven is um where we actually really get to see the girls. Oh wait, no, no, no. We forgot. We forgot. We forgot. We forgot. Can't remember which, I think it was like episode two or three. The showdown between Lacey 
in Dallas. When we realized that Lacey's a fucking lunatic. Lacey is crazy. But, okay, so I got to give you some tea on Lacey, too. So Lacey does uh, a podcast called uh, Talk of Love, where she goes through, she talks of, talks to everybody from the all the other love shows and the love monies and all of that shit. And she very much so made it clear. It was like, yeah, I came in initially with this little bit of a chip. Producers loved it. They told me to go for it. So I went all the way. And I was like, I can believe that, especially because of the antics that she pulls in the house, which really aren't to me, they're like minor inconveniences and annoyances. Yeah. <laughs> but she thought she was really doing some shit. She did. She thought that she was, she really thought she was the white New York. And it's like, no, She girl. thought that's exactly, she said, I am, I am Lacey and I will have an of love show. Um, Lacey in Dallas had this ridiculous showdown. Lacey is a um, animal rights activist. And Dallas is the woman that we were talking about. She's got the sandpaper in the front and then the tassels for the drapes in the back. Um, She tells Lacey dead to her face, oh God, what is it? I only eat and wear animals. And that sends Lacey off a rocker. Honestly, both things, two things that didn't truthfully matter, but because, bitch, did you see how, how that bar was stacked with liquor? Yes. Because of the access to alcohol, everything escalates. Rodeo comes and breaks mm-hmm. up. They have this minor rivalry that carries on into other shows, blah, 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 blah. But then don't Dallas like leave the next episode or that episode? And she just she leaves that, out. that episode. And she's just, and Brett's like, can I get a hug? She's like, I'm good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh, I got a gas bubble. Excuse me. Um... So episode seven is when we get the women trying to design a cover for Brett's new single. So the groups are broken up into two teams of six. We've got Jess, uh, Lacey, and Sam on one team. We've got Heather, Brandy M, and what the hell is the dark-skinned girl's name? Okay, so... We're at episode seven, and the women have to create a mock record cover for Brett's new song. Um, the teams are broken up to. That was also a very weird challenge. Both their covers look like covers of Blink One Eighty Two albums. It's strange. <laughs> Didn't they? <laughs> Didn't they know? They. I... One of the covers looked like a Dow's Kill ad. And I was yeah. like, "This okay." <laughs> um, so we get the two teams. The one that looks like the Dolls Kill ad is Sam, Lacey, and Jess. Um, and the other team is Brandy M, Heather, and a, another nothing. I can't remember her name. She's got brown hair. She don't really talk much. She's just kind of there. Wasn't it Mia? Wasn't her name Mia? Oh, her name is Mia. <laughs> <laughs> Mia. Okay. So both groups um, have issues. So the creative directors are Jess and Mia. Both of them are dealing with two very difficult personalities that over the time have begun to show themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, Heather being on Mia's team and Lacey being on Jess's team. And they become friends. No. Heather and Lacey, they started like working together to simultaneously pick these girls off. So they've been friends in the way that you're friends oh. on these shows. I thought you meant in real life. I'm like, uh-uh. not anymore. <laughs> um so the, they do their photo shoots 
and Lacey is essentially trying to word of the week usurp <laughs> Jess's control of the photo shoot. Heather is essentially doing the same thing on the other side with Mia. Um, Lacey, Jess, and Sam come up with a heaven to hell shoot with Sam being this angelic figure and Lacey with her bright red hair, her evil intentions, and a bright red bra is supposed to That also was a terrible photo and she looked awful. I'm going to say compared to the what else we got, it was like, okay. (laughs) It was obviously like, you tried. And you know what, though? Okay, so the other photo was Heather, Brandy, M, and Mia. Brandy, M, and Heather think it's a good idea to have brother, uh, I'm sorry, um, Brandy, M, dress up like a crazy old country man with a, who's supposed to be working on his car with Heather being the hot girl, which I actually thought that compared to the other, to the, the other photo, that was, was interesting. Yeah, at least was it was like some kind of creative. But then it was just like, it was a bad photo, but the concept was at least It was a funny photo. Like, I mm-hmm. thought it was just hilarious. And my interpretation of something like that would be nothing more than flattery. Where it's just like, I'm just going to laugh because it's it's taking the seriousness of this all and just having a, a cute little laugh. Because you can't take this seriously. So it's like, why not be as absurd right. as possible? Well, apparently Brett wants them to take this very seriously because he completely admonished uh, not just him, but almost everybody that was supposed to be providing any kind of commentary on the photos said, well, what are you trying to say? What, Brett looks old? And this That's obviously saying, does not look like Brett. About Brett's ego because he's like, oh, so you're trying to say I'm old now? That, it was all about his ego. I was just like, what the... F- what? This is what y'all come up with to try and like... This is the, the dividing oh, line. The, the drama right like this is the marker hey, get the <laughs> fuck out of here this is stupid um but because of that jess sam and Lacey end up winning the date uh Britt goes out with them they talk they did it they talk shit about Lacey. they inform brett of everything that Lacey has, has been doing in the house which yeah. we haven't informed you of because it was like i said a bunch of minor annoyances that these white girls just Nothing that a strong, I'm going to corner you conversation could not have solved, to yeah. be perfectly honest. Yeah. Brett starts actually. It was the same little bullshit that New York used to do, but she just did it better. Did she not? <laughs> New York did do that. New York New did it York better. New York is reality TV gold. <laughs> like, she, she. Reality TV princess. She is literally why we watch reality TV. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody is trying to be a New York. <laughs> that that bitch came in and set up the mold. Like she and did. If it wasn't for her, we wouldn't have the Nene Leaks, the Kenya Moores, the nope. any of them. No. It was the blueprint. Like, yes, like we was. have to give her her reality show flowers. So uh, we get them on the date. They're talking about Lacey, which throughout, also throughout all of this time, Lacey has been slipping in behind all the, all the girls' backs and giving Brett, you know, oh, bitch, I almost said the Stilo. Giving Brett the deal. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Okay. <laughs> so Lacey's been giving Brett the Dendata. <laughs> okay. I don't know where this is coming from. I drank a lot of coffee this morning. Let's just, let's keep going. meanwhile while brett is out on this date 
Heather and Brandy, because they had such an issue with the photo, decided, well, we're going to take some actual sexy photos and we'll post them on Brett's door. And they leave Mia out of this. And Mia comes up like a sad sack. Right. Well, can I help? I can take the pictures. And they're like, no. (laughs) These bitches with a Polaroid camera taking tit shots in front of the fireplace for this big. It was weird. It was very weird. It It was. was. And who, where did they get that goddamn camera? Where did that camera come from? Like, who had this? Who had the goddamn camera? Where did this come from? It doesn't make sense. No, in no other show. In no other show is there ever a Polaroid fucking camera. But somehow, Robert Love gets a bar full of liquor and a goddamn Polaroid camera. Right. So these hoes is taking pictures. They standing there. Well, they ain't got. I can. I can't even say that because they ain't got nothing to shake. You know where I was about to go. I'm about to say ain't nothing shit shaking. It's, Not like a, it's they a got the Polaroid, no shake. Flat ass and plastic titties and this makeshift Polaroid camera that don't even really like. <laughs> I wonder if he kept them pictures. Probably not. Um, so Brett comes home and he sees the pictures. And of course, it's all storybook. We know what that is. The girls end up selling Mia out. Mia's the next to go. Yeah. So now we're down to the final five, which is really with all of these shows, mm-hmm. what we want to see. Like they could just right. start with the five. Because I'm sure there's a lot of shit they could about that time that they could fill out. Yeah, we don't care at all about the rest of them. We get to the super fan challenge. (laughs) Which was... Degrading and demoralizing. The only thing I really remember about any of this was that bitch's hair catching on fire. (laughs) It wasn't on fire. It, it was, was just smoking. a slight smolder. <laughs> it was, yes, yes. Sure. Like she had the embers of a, and I truthfully looking at that smoke, I feel like that was definitely digitally added it, added it, Lord. Oh, digitally added during it definitely was. editing. It de- the smoke was added because the thing about it is, as I have been, I have had hairpins in my hair under a very hot light. And as close as she was, like, the, as close as that light was to her hair, which they very clearly moved because it wasn't that close to anybody else but her, they would get hot, but they would not smoke, even on those plastic ass extensions. Y'all <laughs> added that for dramatic effect. Y'all moved the light down and then added the smoke to be dramatic. If it was to the point that it was smoking like that, she would have noticed long before she did. She felt the heat. She would have felt heat on her head before it started to catch. But the super fans dragged the super fans dragged the fuck out of them. Pretty much. But are we sure that super fans are just bitches he done fucked? Because they look like just hoes he done fucked. They might not even be fans. They, they they might not even have been fucked. It's probably no, actors. It's just, I was they're just hired ass actors and told them right. they'd be rude as fuck. And they were rude to all of the girls. It and is. this is the first time that Lacey actually, because the girls once again rat Lacey the fuck out. Except they're doing it now to the super fans who are supposed yeah. to be Brett's eyes and ears His for the two-day period. Is impartial. It's the same thing that when um 
on Flavor of Love when they had G Unit come? <laughs> oh, and who was that that was screaming about boots? I could see your tampon. Yeah, I don't remember, but yes. We'll get we'll definitely get into that. <laughs> Cause that's a that's like a uh almost quarterly ritual for me. It's like every three months I rewatch that. Of course you do. <laughs> so the girls are talking to the super fans about Lacey and they give her, they give them the rundown and the super fans actually really begin to sit down and Brett and go over everything that they have talked about with the girls and what they've noticed. Now, one thing throughout all of this season is Sam is very emotional, yeah. very emotional. Um, this obviously is not the kind of shit that Sam should have signed up for. Also, I don't think Sam likes competition, to be perfectly honest. She doesn't seem like that kind of girl. No, she seems very much like, oh, let's all get along and everything's easy kind of girl. Right. She seems, she seems like the type that if she lived above you and you heard her stomping around one morning, by the end of the day, you'll have like a plate of cookies outside. Like you would have garden. a gift basket. Right. She does not like I'm that. so sorry. Yeah, she, I just want to make she sure. Needs to be liked. Right. Yeah. Or needs to be liked, and it's just honestly just kind of kind, at least the way they portray her. She's just, compared yeah. to all the other girls, she's just a very kind she's person. She's not confrontational. She's not at all. Like, she had a couple of conversations with Brett about, like, being in the position, having to quote unquote fight for, fight for her man. Yeah, um, but scary. also having to deal with girl, also having to deal with being kissed, but him being kissed by a bunch of different women and how she's not like that she ain't her. Like that. That's not her juice. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so the super fans pretty much all unanimously just say that Sam is she's a sweet girl, she don't need to be here. Like the same yeah. for her. And this is something that Brett has obviously picked up on throughout the rest of the season. Sam is let go, and Sam is very happy about it, not surprisingly. And she gives him a big old kiss and a hug and thanks him for the experience and all of that. And she walks out probably with the most dignity out of almost anybody in this mm -hmm. goddamn show. Mm -hmm. But I also think that she walked in thinking this was really about to be people genuinely looking for to be in a relationship, not a competition reality show. Right. I think what her understanding of it was that this was a dating show, but didn't fully understand what kind of dating. That this is a competition reality show. Right. Like y'all are playing games. That, yes. At, at the hopes of winning a prize. This is a At the hopes of winning Brett Michaels. Yeah, which is, you know. The early 2000s was the move for the aging pop stars. <laughs> yes, it was. It really was, though. VH1, VH1 was the has-been channel. It was. Where has-beens become been. who who are they. But, you know, pop-up video just changed to reality it's, dating shows. It uh, always had been. <laughs> been I mean, well, it was Surreal Life, um, the Flavor Love, and Bridget Rock Nielsen, love, Strange Love. love. The, yeah, then there was that, and then Ray um, J of Love. For the love of Ray J. For the love of that's it. Yeah, and then because it was like the has been that like aging pop stars, and then the the most popular girls from those shows. Yep, yep. Which one show killed all those? We could talk about that. If you want to talk about that now, we could talk about that now. 
let's let's keep moving. Yeah, let's keep going. But we do need to touch on that because some how of that shows ties into some of the current stuff that I was going to bring yeah. up. Yeah. Um. So Sam ends up leaving, and we get just the it's the obligatory trip that every reality show goes on. They so the girls go to Vegas, Vegas or, Me- or Mexico. Right, but these are also filmed in like suburban regions of California where they take a three-hour like, ride the to desert Vegas. of LA. So it's like they just throw them on a bus. They in Vegas in two hours. Right. If if it is if it if it is even a bus, <laughs> more than likely it is the fifteen-passenger creeper van. They just throw these bitches in there. It's like, well, there's three rows, there's four of you hoes. Y'all can figure it out. If you want to lay down, take turns. So we get to the production crew. Right with. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to Vegas and the girls are getting a taste of the hard rock lifestyle. Um, Brandy gets, actually a couple of people get sloppy fucking drunk during this trip. (laughs) Just didn't. No, it was Brandy and Lacey. Heather was just eating everybody's food. Heather, I think Heather was, because I've had, Heather holds her shit together. Yeah, they're for the Heather was high as fuck the way she was eating everybody's food off that table. Heather was high to the bitch. Girl, how do you wonder about these shows? Because he straight up said that Tiffany, that first high. girl, was obviously quote unquote on some chemicals. So if you know that she's obviously quote unquote on some chemicals, why is she in this nothing? I'm using 2020 brain for a 2007 issue. Yeah. No, Heather right? There's like nothing. Heather was smoking weed. Heather was hiding the bitch because she was eating everybody's food and was completely oblivious to what the fuck was happening around her. <laughs> That's why I thought she was drunk. Nah, she but was you know, Heather was high because she was too she was too steady to have been drunk. Even though she does hold her liquor well, and the way she was eating and wouldn't take them sunglasses off, she was high. She was definitely it was definitely something because I I noticed the sunglasses and I yeah. was like, girl, what do you be doing? She was high as hell because she she ain't want you to see her eyes. Nothing. Well, you know. No, nah, I high. wonder. I know what high looked like. She was high as a kite. Like I wonder if VH1 goes through their bags. No, I'm sure that they. Well, I was reading somewhere. No, I was reading somewhere that Heather was saying her and Brett used to go off and get high together and then come back and film. <gasps> Smoking joints, right? Yeah. I forgot. Right. Yeah. Okay, so he he probably he was the one he that was probably. High too. Yeah, he and, was. He might have to be high to go through all this. But that's also why he was so slow to react to the fact that this bitch that fell off the table and the other hoe was throwing up in her napkin. He was so slow to react to that because he was high as hell too. <laughs> so much happened at one dinner. When she one dinner. Her face and started throwing, I said, so this bitch is going to throw the puke everywhere. Just now. She just went. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay. I was like, that's gross. Could and you not reach for a bowl, a glass? lean over. Like, just do it on right. the floor at that point. Because, ew, bitch. Like, you're just going to spray it on the table we eating. I'm and sure VH1 that, planned for a cleaning cost. And the fact that Heather kept eating, that's how I knew she was high. <laughs> Ooh, that is, yeah. And when she, I had to stop because I had that, I stopped, that so I signal. Like, that's gross. Yeah, where it just makes you nauseous, too. I was like, I can't do this. But Brandy gets sloppy drunk, starts throwing up in a napkin. Lacey starts going after Heather, finally, and is crawling across the table. 
this bitch say you can be, I can be your sweet dream or a beautiful nightmare crawling across the table. This then this bitch fell off. <laughs> and knocked down like 30 bottles of liquor. And I'm like, the Everything fact that tumbled. y'all have 15, 20 bottles of liquor for four girls tells me exactly what y'all was looking for. Their bars are always, like I was looking like, at the bar stuff. in the house. That stock is what Every restaurant that I've worked in and bartended in, that would be a month and a half supply. They have stocks like two months for a business. Yeah. And these are people who- busy one at that. This is 15 people in a house for three damn weeks. It is. It's in looking at the amount of alcohol. And, And it's not just the number of bottles. It's the size of the bottle. It's the size of the bottle. We're talking half gallons, mm-hmm. like 10 half gallons of Grey Goose. It's like, so y'all can stop acting like y'all don't set up for the drama to happen for the fight. Right. Fight, this is what y'all be looking for because y'all put 40 half gallon bottles of vodka, tequila, and it's always vodka and tequila. Always. Mm-hmm. It's very rare you see dark liquor. I mean, you saw dark liquor on Playboy Love. That's the black people tend to drink dark liquor. Would well, you see whiskey? They'll they, they'll drink whiskey and beer. Some whiskey, but it's like y'all got 14, 15 half gallon bottles, plus the ones we don't see for three weeks for 15 people. It is ridiculous. And With honestly, all the it champagne and the everything else. It's like Mm-hmm. Stop acting like y'all don't be setting these girls up to do the dumb shit. No, they do. And you're locked in the house. Right. You're I don't think in there. You anybody from Lock a Love call home? No. I don't think we saw anybody call home. No, not in the first season. So Brandy begins to talk about, talk to Heather in her uh, next day over slightly still drunk but hungover place and says that she doesn't think that she's in love with Brad, mm-hmm. which is probably the worst thing that she could do is yeah. to actually admit that shit out loud to somebody on these kind of shows. Um, long story short, Brett and Brandy come to an agreement at lim- an agreement. They come to an understanding essentially at the elimination where Brandy's like, yeah, no. And Brett's yeah, like, it's I'm okay, I understand. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. Yeah, and That's this, cool. mind you though, the night before when she was drunk and throwing up, she told Brett that she loved him. Yeah, which was Which weird. prompted this whole conversation the next day. Yeah, so that was very weird to me. Brandy is sent home. Now, this is where I think this is like probably the best tell, um, not tell. Um, oh, God damn it. What's the word I'm looking for? The home stretch. Why was that so hard? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is now we're finally in the home stretch. So traditionally with these shows, roughly about episode, between episode nine and 11, depending on how many episodes are in the season, we get to meet the final three girls' parents, mm-hmm. which always is always an enjoyable good time. Let's so we meet Heather. Bitch. I was going to save him for last. Okay. Okay. So we meet Heather's parents. Um, exactly what I thought. They're Very Midwestern Columbus. folks from down south. Yeah. It feels like they, they feel it feels like Kentucky and up in the north, honestly. They, it feels like everybody, all of my friends from Columbus, this is like their parents. They're very, very Columbus. And that's not like a bad thing. This is just how people from Columbus are. 
I feel like they're not just Columbus. They're very Midwestern because there's a lot of niggas in Michigan yeah. that are the exact same it's, way. Just meat very, potatoes type of folks. It is very Midwestern. It's very, but she's very Columbus. She's very, she's very much Midwestern girl trying to fit in. Like it's, that's just, yeah. I knew exactly what I was getting when I saw her. I knew who her parents would be. I, when I saw her parents, it was like, yeah, this makes sense. It but makes like sense. You can always tell who's gonna go to the end because they're the ones who you see the most in the confessionals. That's always mm-hmm. how this shit goes. Yeah, and they're On literally every reality show. They end up being the narrators of the season up until yeah. they get finally leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brett meets all the parents initially, and he has to obviously take all the girls out on a date with their parents. He has good old country time with Heather's parents. Yeah, they go to. Um, uh, it's like a Logan's. I was about to say, they go to like Ryan's or something. It was something. It's like a yeah, Saddle like a, Ranch. They went to Saddle Ranch. There it is. I couldn't think of the name of it. That's why I was like, it's like a Logan's with a um, a mechanical bull in the middle. And of anybody it. who's been on the West Coast or down South know exactly what the fuck a Saddle Ranch is. Like, it's. I want to go. It's Friday's on a bull. That's my alley. That's definitely a alley. Like, I just want to get drunk and ride a bull and talk shit. Yeah, it's, it's like, Fridays I'm, with a bull. I've been to a Saddle Ranch. The food is decent. The drinks are better. They have a bull. It's just like Fridays. Like, it's... Bitch, did you see that big-ass bong of beer? That two gallons? It had to at least be two gallons of beer. Yeah. So I'm judging it with my restaurant side, uh, brain by the size and width of it. So it looked like it was the same width of something like those plastic cork containers, except yeah. it was huge. So yeah. it was at the very least a gallon of, at the very least a gallon of beer. Yeah. They smashed that shit, which is broken between four people really breaks down to a quart. So that's really about two beers. I mean, that's, but see, he, most of the, her Sorry. dad mostly drank that by himself. <laughs> her dad he was mostly, drunk. He mostly drank that by himself. That's Saddle Ranch, though. Like, that ruthless, toothless motherfucker was having a good old time. Shit, I'm surprised he wasn't going from insurrection from the saddle ranch over his steak and shrimp. I completely can see you having a good old time at the saddle ranch. It, oh no, I definitely would. I know. I definitely would. I mean, I'm, I'm one of those black kids that likes ranch. weird shit. Like, I want to ride a bull. I want to go out I have and ridden paint a bull. Gu- paintball guns. Yeah, no, I've done all that shit because I live in Ohio. And also, I'm just a Midwestern boy at heart. We used to go paintballing and kayaking, and I've been to San That's my shit. We, you know, we go to Howl at the Moon. That's our shit. It's. (laughs) What the fuck is Howl? Why are y'all howling at the moon? Howl at the Moon is a piano bar. (laughs) Oh, bitch. (laughs) What the hell does that have to do with anything? But they have a, a bowling alley in there too. Bitch, I was about to say, is this a religious practice? I didn't know. I don't know. What do you what do you believe in, girl? What's I mean, going on? The Mormons be doing that, but no, not I. <laughs> With your, I'm not even gonna get into that. <laughs> See, this is that's how God moves in mysterious ways, because there's, there's a lot of times in my life where I just stop myself and God is just like just because you thought it don't need to be said. It's like, like it's like, oh, okay. honey, that you just leave that in your brain. Like it's you just, just leave it and you just giggle to yourself about it. But no, we're we I I've lived a very Midwestern life. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so Brett's date with Heather's family goes very well. Mm-hmm. He has a good old rocking time. These he's are his Midwestern. people. He's from P- 
Pennsylvania. Like he's Midwestern at heart. Like it's <laughs> mm-hmm. that weird, like East Coast Midwestern rural area. Yeah. He's from Pennsylvania, so of course this is the type of shit he likes to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, he has a good old time. Um, he meets. So this is probably not in order, but I'm, there's a specific reason why I'm doing this. Yeah. So he meets Justice family. Justice family are, are really just atypical, normal, very suburban people who are just like we're just here for a good time. But they also, I don't know, her relationship with her. Was it her? No, it wasn't her. I'm sorry. I'm you might be thinking of Destiny. No. Okay, Destiny is season two. Not no. not for you, but for everybody else listening. But that's not who I'm thinking about either. Okay. <laughs> um, they take her. Was it her father that they take and get him a makeover at Ed Hardy? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was like Ed Hardy. <laughs> sign of the times. I almost yeah. broke out a Von Dutch hat just to watch this show. Um. So they, it's very enjoyable. They're, they, they're just a, a typical family. You know, mom and dad are just very pleasant, very kind. Yeah. I'm sure they're thinking a bunch of bullshit, but they're not going to say it because they're, they were taught to be respectful. You don't talk about shit. Talk, you don't talk shit about people to their face. You don't talk shit about your host. You do it behind you. go home and tell them how they they salad didn't have enough dressing and all that other shit. Or why they put raisins in things. You do it behind their backs. Midwestern (laughs) sensibilities. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Why she look like a skank and her dress didn't fit. You do it at Mm -hmm. home amongst your friends. Amongst your friends. (laughs) So we meet... The uh, final set of parents, which which were the most interesting ones, is why I kept them for last. Lacey's father and her stepmother. Uh, Lacey's father is a quote unquote very su- successful man. I which he is. I he, lo- he is. I looked him up. He really. Yeah, he creates jingles for commercials. He is an ad man. Um, but yeah. <laughs> His company, from what I saw, grossed two and a half million dollars last year. Wouldn't doubt it, because he seems to, he definitely has the air of, I've made my money. But he's very new money. No, I wouldn't say new money. I would definitely say old money. And the reason why I say that is because... Um, new money always has that expectation of, oh, well, my daughter's dating somebody and they better have. But no, but the that's way why that I say he had it was very old money. He comes off as very Dallas new money. Like when I'm listening to him, it reminds me a lot of the Real Housewives of Dallas, where it's like <laughs> they're very much like we're the only ones who ever made any money. So if you're over here, you must want something, you know, very. Very Dallas new money. Where That's like, I'm going to tell you how much everything costs, and I'm going to tell you everything I have, and I'm going to consistently bring up how successful I am. And it's just like, but you just got here. And also, this is like agent or not, this is still Brett Michaels. Do you really think that he's dating this bitch for her money? Like, let's just be honest. I mean, come on. Like, let's Which, just be honest. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. So in the midst of Brett meeting Lacey's father and stepmother, they're having a conversation where um, Lacey's father blatantly says, you know, if this goes any further, you know, there's going to be a prenup. Like one like this is going to go any further. But bitch, the kicker is 
we find out Lacey's made a nice chunk of change for herself. Yes. She's not because she had this she, she had this aura of like I'm a musician. Right. Which I will say this. She always said, I'm a musician. And this is how I make my money. We never, she never uh, said exactly how much of her money she made as a musician. She didn't say it. She definitely gave the insinuation of that starving artist. That's just yes. trying to to make something out of nothing type of thing. Like she didn't say it, no, but she definitely gave the insinuation of. Well, apparently this girl has has a substantial amount of investments that she's been able to live off of, which yeah. is yeah, go lazy. Is able to do the artist thing because she it don't have to work, right? Well, all of this comes to a, a head at one point. So Brett is massively uncomfortable um, throughout the entire dinner with Lacey's family. Yeah. We get back to the house the next day. Lacey is talking to Brett about how Heather interacts with her parents. And she finds the way that Heather interacts with her parents very disrespectful. Lacey was also very weird. Like, I don't, I don't believe those were her actual parents. The dude, that guy? I don't believe either of them were her ex, because the way she interacted with them, like, it was so strange and weird. And it was just like, like, either those aren't her real parents or she don't talk to them. I think what it was is Lacey barely talks. Not barely, but she doesn't necessarily see them. That's what so I'm saying. So for them to see her in this kind of environment, she turned that daddy little, daddy's little girl back on. And daddy's little girl has not been there. Well, daddy's little girl has been there. Just, just not, not her father. He knows her to be. And, uh, what, by, what I mean by daddy's little girl has been there is... Um, <laughs> So Lacey's having a discussion with Brett about Heather and how she interacts with her family. And Heather is standing on the balcony and overhears it and comes down and begins to confront Lacey. Mm -hmm. They have it out. And the fight moves inside the house where the parents are, where we promptly hear Heather scream, yeah, but at least I didn't suck Brett's dick. And then she goes over to Heather's father and say, your daughter is a slut. She's been in here sucking Brad off. Bitch cackle. Who screams yeah. this to somebody's daddy? I know. I was just like, wow. Like, okay. <laughs> Bitch, when Lacey's father went up to confront Brett and was like, hey there, big boy. I uh, got a question. I heard my daughter's been uh, uh, sucking your dick in this. I'm like, what? Like, what's happening what? here? <laughs> what? Whose father, and mind you, Lacey is 30 at this point. She's a grown-ass woman at this point. Yes, very grown. So. Fuck out of here. <sighs> oh, bitch, the dinner, though. The dinner. Where Heather <laughs> starts to slowly but subtly slip in things. Where hey, mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, I've only really been drinking beer since I've been here. I normally don't drink that much. And Lacey goes, yeah, but I'm not Lacey, Heather. Uh, yeah, but what about our Vegas trip, girl? You had a good time then. Well, you're not you had, 40 bottles. Did she not? Girl, she she aired this bitch out in front of her parents. In front of her parents. Yes, it was quite funny. <laughs> to the point where it was so obvious that Lacey's, mind you, Jess and her family did what they were supposed to do. Shut the fuck up 
stayed in their lanes. They said, had watch nothing to do show. with them. They said they watch the show. They, they like, sat in a level of discomfort and watched. Are gonna sit here with our popcorn? And, and <laughs> it's like, girl, I came here for the break and the meal. <laughs> the entertainment is a plus. Exactly. <laughs> Heather starts to drag Lacey and inform her family, uh, quote unquote, subtly into what Lacey's been carrying it on and doing in the house. Lacey's stepmother pulls her aside and is like, hey, um, I, I think we're getting two different stories here. Yeah. <laughs> the way she did it. She's like, so are you are you hearing the shade? Just so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, she's kind of insinuating something. So I just wanted to check with you and make sure you were good. Which, I, I'm going to say this. That woman is probably a massive Trump supporter. But in that moment, Stace, uh, Lacey's stepmother... Not only did she handle that, but she handled it correctly. Yes. Hey, let me highlight you real quick. So this is these are the things that are being insinuated, and I just want to check that you Lacey's are like, hearing no. what yeah. you are hearing because because your father is right here. <laughs> and also, I know you said that she's your friend, but um, obviously she's not right. Um, she, so she did what needed to be done. <laughs> We end up with Brett realizing that Lacey has been essentially two different people throughout the whole experience. Um, says that her parents don't really know don't really know who she is, which I mean that's obvious. No, I mean truthfully, most parents don't even know. Most who their parents kids don't are. really know their kids, especially like not their adult children. Do. No, you don't need to know shit that they're doing. They know the version that they think they raised. They don't know these. They have what they want people. in their minds. Yeah, they have an idea. They have their vision of who they. They don't know the adult versions of their children. No. Like at all. And it's not expected for you to, honestly. And no, you should I mean you should know who your kids are, but your kids are also adults with their own lives. Their exactly. own understanding. They got their own, own shit going on. It's not like Yeah, and you gotta be able to let the range go okay, you're wrong. You. Yeah. Right. Um so we've gotten up to Heather. Da -da 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 -da. Heather and Lacey argue and Brett finally admits that yeah, Lacey's being two different people. Lacey is finally sent home. Now we're down to the final two. After a uh, inappropriate clip show that they always put in about this time. I did which, watch it. I watched it this morning just solely to recap and remember what the fuck happened. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I, I never watched the, the clip show. I think they're dumb. So the clip show wasn't, but was a bunch of nothing. Some yeah. unreleased shit. It's just a bunch of white bitches arguing over nothing. Essentially. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> We get to the final two. Final two are Jess and Heather. Yes. Um, Heather, oh, we've got to mention too. I think it was during the final four where Heather and Brett go off-roading. And all of, the, mind you, Brett Michaels is a, a, a diabetic. Yes. And he's been drinking. He's been drinking like a traumatized heavily. state. Heavily. Heavily. And irresponsibly, honestly, tr truthfully, yes, <laughs> irresponsible level. It's like you know, you're a diabetic, you know, you cannot really do that. Like, no, at all. It's like and, you're too old to be making these kind of choices. Like, let's just be honest, right? Yeah, um, during the off roading, roading, um, Brett is having issues, yeah. 
Brett is having blood, blood sugar issues and he's bopping around and he's riding with Heather. And he says to this girl, I don't know. I'm not feeling that great because of all the drinking. Yeah. And this bitch says, here, let's switch seats. <laughs> not, oh, here, let me take you in. Let's let's go back in. Let's go back over to the yeah. where trailer is. Let's get you some water. Let's get you something it to eat. Let's get you. And you're in, she was in the sun, too. Un, it's also very clear. She was wholly unprepared as to what that meant. And I, you know what? <laughs> I can't say that because in that moment, it takes just a very simple Oh, I'm not feeling well. What's going on? Okay, well, what do you need? But the okay, then let's go. Like, we can go sit down. Like that was that was like, easy. But yes, I agree with you. But at the same time, as somebody who is around diabetics a lot, if you don't know what I'm having blood sugar issues really means, you can kind of think it as like, oh, maybe he's just a little tired. I'll take over, or you know, something like that. Like you think it's way more minor than it genuinely. Because sometimes it can I can understand be, that. You sit on the back and chill out. I'll do this, and then you'll feel better when you're not having to like focus and work. You know what I'm saying? You you can relax. Yeah. yeah. No, I so can get that. It that really did show that she was wholly unprepared for what that could have meant. But also, he was very irresponsible with his own health. Very much so. <laughs> well, I brought that up um, to kind of show the difference between Jess and Heather, where Heather is that like. I'm not, I'm a rock and roll party girl. Mm-hmm. She is that bitch trying to sneak on the tour buses. Yep. Um, and so much so that she's willing to ignore Brett going in diabetic shock in the middle of the day in the heat. This <laughs> is a whole nother thing. Because she's like, oh, but we're having fun. She's having fun. Uh, Heather, is, Heather is self-centered. Very Heather is self-centered. So. She's self-centered. Very much um so uh, we get we're gonna double back to the final two they are in san lucas oh, i'm sorry cabo san lucas yeah i'm like what the fuck are you talking about? i'm like where is san lucas it's like oh it's cabo cabo san lucas uh he takes the remaining girls to cabo san lucas which they always go they always because it's cheap it's cheap and i'm sure right vh1 has some kind of deal with the resort because yeah, it's all and it's right always stuff from resorts um he takes the girls. He has his final two dates. First up, he has Heather, who goes into the date looking like who did it and what for, and comes out of the date looking like why and how. Yep. She gets in, and she is madly in love with Brett, and she is explaining how much he means to her and how much... Uh, how devoted she is to him. And we've actually already seen the level of quote unquote devotion she has to Brett because unlike the Flavor of Love girls, the Frank the Entertainer girl, like none of these, unlike all of these other girls, Heather gets a tattoo of Brett's name on the back of her neck as a show of her devotion. She's the only one that I believe that genuinely developed feelings for him. I don't think she developed real feelings. I think Heather saw him as her out. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think the I think it's I think that at some point real feelings did start to develop, but it was very much he's gonna get me out the strip club. That's exactly what it in one way or another. I'm not going back. I can't even do the Jocelyn voice. <laughs> but I'm not going back. She is she pretty much is just the Jocelyn of Rockstar. She's Jocelyn, yeah. <laughs> except less successful and not nearly as attractive. Or is 
or as honestly or as entertaining like her attempt at being shady or trying to sew anything really just comes across as, as if she's asking to speak to the manager yeah <laughs> throughout the entire show it's very unseasoned it's just very like, unseasoned okay, girl. I don't like you can't even call this bitch spicy white she's no, just like, she's very unseasoned it's just like all right you try it <laughs> like, like white bread white yeah like uncomfortable way. Just like, uh, ooh. yes. Ooh. No. Um. So Heather comes back from her date. She stayed the night with Brett, which um probably meant that they did something because he did. apparently has done something with at least two of these girls while he's been in the house. Two or more. Two or more. But I mean, that's um, what he was here for. I mean, get your dick wet. Get paid for it. Do what you want. Exactly. Same uh, Heather comes. Was here for. <laughs> well, you, well, you know. Because when he said know. shorty home, because she said she's celibate, he was like, nah. <laughs> Bitch, did he not, though? <laughs> He's like, no, you either gonna suck this dick or get out, bitch. Yeah, which, ew. Ew. Oh, that makes ew. me so uncomfortable. It makes my stomach hurt. Yeah, he, it's... Looks like, he looks like a stomach ache. Just... Canker sore. Mm-hmm. Like a living canker sore. Uncomfortable looking. Um. So, oh, Heather comes back, and Jess is in the room waiting for her chance to go on her date with Brett. Yeah. Um. Heather comes in and say and says what all the bitches, all the quote unquote New York archetypes of these shows says. When you're kissing him, you're tasting me. And then she had to nerve just when she screamed, whoa, rock and roll, baby. Like, just kind of, like, with no true context to it. Yeah. Like, the way that these people try, and once again, the way these people try to shade each other is pathetic. Like, there is no heart to it. Who yeah. screams, whoa, rock and roll, baby, yeah, in the midst of, yeah. like, trying to drag somebody with an, a total inch of their life. It's just like, what? What is what? <laughs> All right, girl. <laughs> but it shows that the market, well, these girls, like, in their own ways, surpass the market that was put for, before them. But when it comes to the verbal acts, they ain't got it. They really ain't got shit. They no, really ain't got shit. That's not, no, because they really did try to make a white version of Flavor of Love. And it's that's not exactly. Just, and they really should have just let these girls do their own thing because it's told, it's a different type of girl. And that's what's interesting too is is they created it took two white girls to fill the role that Nicole Nicole New York um filled by as being one single person. It's being her just being herself. Like mm-hmm. it took two white girls that they had to edit to make this one archetype for, for this show yeah. of the two quote unquote villains. Yeah. Um, and just cause of her date, it's truly a bunch of nothing. She's saying, you know, I'm enjoying myself and I have feelings for you and da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Mind you, Jess is just supposed to be our normal. She's supposed to be our good girl. So it's, it's she's really also like super young too. Like she's, she's like 22 and she's more mature she's, than most of the bitches in the house. She's so young. And it was that, that creeped me out the whole time. Granted, I'm looking at it with 2020 eyes, but it's like, he was like 40 at the time. Yes. Why are you praying on nothing? On this very young girl. You it, know. 
It's transactional. The whole the whole thing is the transactional. The whole thing is very yeah. transactional. And that's why he did not care about the AFC's girl because it was like, it's not like he's going to date him. But it's the same thing I say about when I watch Flavor of Love now. So it's like these very, very young girls who probably have no idea who you are. Or they if they do, they know it just from their parents. You know what? They have no real idea as to who you are and what no, you did. No, not at all. Like, not at all. Like, they're coming in. They're coming in between 20 and some of the girls top out in, in their early 30s. And you can tell yeah. the girls in their early 30s. Um, yes, well, actually, no, you no, you can't. Because apparently on these shows, the girls, the older you are, the more mess you start. Um, but yeah. They get these girls young. They get these girls, for these kind of shows, they get these girls young. They get them when they're vulnerable they the and they don't have a full understanding that, of what is going on. That are going to just do whatever it takes to be famous, quote unquote. Under this idea they'll, of celebrity. They'll get on here and they'll make drunken fools of themselves and they'll like, you know, they'll drink themselves into oblivion and they'll go through and they'll do and they'll flash their tits and do all the unnecessary bullshit. Right. Because it makes for the TV. They're going to do whatever it takes to keep the camera on them. That Yeah, that's true. And it always comes down to the quote-unquote good girl and the villain. That's always how it mm-hmm. And I was actually... Mm, cough. Mm-hmm. I was actually about to uh, get into that. Whew. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm having emotions. My sinuses are really fucking me up. I'm sorry. Going, continuing on. They're draining into my stomach and it's making me feel a touch nauseous. But it, mm-hmm. it's life. Um, when we get to the final two, it literally is almost a, I would say, what feels like a shot for shot of Flavor of Love 2. Mm-hmm. Like almost directly a shot for shot Flavor of Love to finale from Heather storming off to her being in the limo and talking shit. The only difference truly is, is that she is white and sitting on the opposite side of the limo. And I actually, we don't really know if she's white in this because she's about my complexion. Yeah, the bronzer was heavy, but we didn't get all the, we didn't get the iconic quotes that she stormed off. I still use that. I still, still to this day, use that video in New York leaving that house in that blue dress every time I'm pissed off at somebody on the internet that lives rent free in my mind where she flashed her non-existent ass before she got it done and stormed away off the beach yes (laughs) that actually Heather had on damn near a dress that was very similar Yes, she was wearing a yellow version of New York's dress almost the exact same outfit that teased ass hair that awful yeah, it was terrible. Awful. Trash. All felt full of awe. Yep. Full of awe. Just awful. Just terrible. Um, so we find out that Jess is the winner, which everybody knew. Yeah. Everybody knew Jess was gonna win, especially when they get on to the last two of them, because a good girl always gets chosen. The good girl always gets chosen, and then they promptly break up at the reunion. Exactly. <laughs> Segway into the reunion. <laughs> We hear Mia actually have a full conversation for the first time. Yeah, she. I, I really thought that that girl couldn't speak. Well, she probably was actually speaking very logically, which is why she was never on camera. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. She made sense. Because Mia struck me as a normal person. 
she made sense. That's why they didn't show her like ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. They only showed her where there was like an issue or she was talking shit to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get to the reunion. Um, apparently there were only 20 out of the 25 that were there. So those first four. The first five never didn't came. show up. Yeah. <laughs> they said, fuck this shit. If they wasn't invited, they just said, fuck it, we ain't coming, but they definitely right. wasn't there. Um, Brandy C, the girl that talks like this, and uh, uh, a nothing who we, we didn't really talk about. I her and one of the other ones I can't remember. We didn't really talk about her because there was nothing. No. Other than the, we put our boobs together and I'm our brains just went together. And I'm That's saying, it. But y'all not. So, okay. Well, we find out that Brandy C and uh, Christy or Chris, I think it's Christy. They no Krista because Christy Joe was on the next season. That they actually become roommates and they've yeah. been good friends ever since the show. And they're probably dating. If we're <laughs> gonna be wholly honest. What did Tammy say, Kitty Clickish? Oh God! <laughs> you know it's a sad day when I get to quote Tammy Roman. <laughs> I am so glad Juan Dixon is not here for that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We also find out that, uh, not find out, we also see Lacey and Dallas uh, discuss their pro-animal, anti-animal bullshit. And it also, this is when she said, no, because this is when Dallas said that, I don't date black guys. And that shit kind of made me mad. Because I was like, bitch, we didn't think you did. But also, shut up. So, Lacey gives Dallas a T-shirt that says, um, "It was it was something something about Michael Vick." And Lacey's yeah. like, "Well, Michael Vick is an available bachelor." Which, because it was two thousand seven, that shit was fresh. I'll give her the pass on the. It Michael was Vick fresh, thing. and it was like she's an no rights activist. Yes, she's like, but I don't date black guys, and I was like, we didn't think you did, girl. I see what your hair was like. It was obvious that it you was, didn't. The way you could tell right about the edge, right about your edges. We could tell from the edges to the back. When you decided that Africa and China needed to be next to each other, I'm so mad. Stop it. Stop bringing (laughs) Nisi Nash into this. She don't want no, Nisi Nash is too busy trying to have a happy lesbian life for once. Stop bringing her into this white people bullshit. Again, lives rent free. We find out that Dallas, it's, the rest of us knew, does not date black men, which, you know, I was like, yeah, girl, we know. And thank it's God like, for that. Shut up, girl. We ain't asked you to come over here nowhere. Go find something to do. Nobody was asking for you, but nobody was checking for you. Nobody was coming for you. Nobody required your pre- presence in any way, shape, or fashion. The only thing you asked me to your ass over here. We forgot you was on the show. Bitch, right? By the time, like, think about it in 2007. So she was on at the very beginning. So we're now, like, two months later, and all of a sudden we're supposed to remember and care about you, right. let alone give a fuck about the fact that you don't date black men. Bitch, get yeah. the fuck out of here. We know you don't. Girl, it is a blessing that you don't date black men. Thank God for that. She very much reminds me of Stephanie from 60 Days In, just to tie it back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very much so. But we got to give it to Stephanie. Her hair was better. The wig was better. How she got into prison? Don't know. But the wig was better. I don't know how she got the wig in there, but it definitely was better. Yes, I will. It definitely it. was better. Yes. Um, we also get a um, coming of terms between Brett and Heather, as well as Heather and Jess. 
Um, Heather debuts her new tattoo, which is sucks under Brett's name, but it, she tells everybody, oh, it's fake. And it's I'm just out of everything on the back of her neck, the teasing in the fake part, unfortunately, is the sucks line. Brett was still there. Yeah. You are a 30 year old woman. Yeah. You, yeah. She's the white female ver- version of Dennis. Like I wondered, I legitimately wonder how many other niggas that she's dated and their names are tattooed on the, on her. Oh, I'm sure she. Ha- I'm sure she has a whole anthology. Whole anthology. Because she said that was her first tattoo, and if a nigga's name is your first tattoo, bitch, you do this. Bitch, you are trash. <laughs> like you really are trash. Like this show. This is your first tattoo out of everything. Is this nigga that you just met two weeks ago's name on the back of your neck? Yeah. This I ain't is- gonna- this is your lifestyle. Like you Hey, <laughs> choices. Wish you the best. Be safe. <laughs> um, and that pretty much, well, we also find out that Jess and Brett broke up, but we all knew that. So that yeah, pretty much yeah, sums yeah. up Rock of, the actual season of Rock of Love. Now, just very quickly, I want to touch on a couple of current things, right? So I already mentioned that Lacey has the Talk of Love podcast. Well, originally, it was a joint venture between Lacey and Heather, Right. Started early this year, midst of the pandemic. Heather, I got into it because Heather used this podcast solely as a way to air her grievances with everybody from 20 years ago. Yeah, because like the first, what, the second episode, she went on and on about how Brad didn't talk to her off camera and all this other shit. Oh, you didn't watch it? Okay. I didn't, I didn't actually watch it. I saw a couple uh, quotes from it, though. Okay. Yeah, no, she did. And <laughs> this is why I said, let's hold on about the Megan thing. Um, so she uses this podcast to air out issues, not only just with Brett and production, but also with a young girl at the time, young girl named Megan, who was on Rock of Love season two, who also got her own spinoff, like most of these people do, ended up being Megan Wants a Millionaire. Megan Wants a Millionaire only aired three episodes, as most people know, I don't even think most people know this anymore. Most people um, don't know, because I was talking to my sisters about this on another podcast, and they did, they had no idea. Which kind of boggled my mind because I don't know, I knew, but I also grew up on that kind of shit. Yeah, I knew, I remembered. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Megan has her show, and one of her contestants actually ends up killing his fiance. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same contestant, and then, killing himself. and then killing himself, too. Yeah. Um, actually, before he killed that contestant, I mean, before he killed that contestant, before he killed that his fiance. He was actually, he had just got done filming For the Love of Money 3, mm-hmm. which we never saw. Yeah, which never aired, yeah. Never aired. And catch this, um, it was a meeting of people that I would have enjoyed, I actually wanted to see. Lacey, so, but- Shay, Delicious all in the same, and Delicious and Lacey yeah. were friends. Yeah, but also For the Love of Money is what... Um spurred the Heather Daisy thing too. I thought that was oh no that was because it was because Rock Heather of Love was, season one for the love of money and then Rock of Love season two. Because Heather was dating 12 pack from I Love New York and Daisy tried to fuck him. Right. They were dating yeah. And but Heather always makes it seem like it's the whole Daisy and Daisy was another person that she brought up during she brought up a lot of niggas during the podcast. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and her and Lacey finally had to fall out. Heather filed a bunch of claims and shit and tried to get control over everything. Lacey was able to get everything back. Now they what refer they to her. What did fall out over, though? Um, multiple things. From what I can remember, um, the biggest thing was that Heather trying to use the podcast to air out all of her grievances. Yeah, but these are also like fifteen-year-old grievances. And also, what else would we listen to this for? We don't care about y'all, right? Well, I mean, I I still listen to it. Like, it's still it's a nice giggle and cackle to see to hear the behind the scenes and the yeah. But that's all we hear about the behind the scenes stuff, the producer, right? And yes, her airing out her beefs is part of why we are here, honey. She used she was using that shit as a burn book. And Lacey was like, look, I'm trying to actually make this into something, and people aren't going to want to come and interview with us. Yeah, you won't be able to get people to come on if you just keep talking shit about everybody, yeah. Um, Okay, last thing before we go, my favorite from Flavor Love, Safari, only in one episode, but always a queen of my heart. Safari was on the podcast, and they were talking about Heather, and apparently they refer to her as she who shall not be (laughs) or Lord Voldemort. So they refer to her as she who shall not be named. And Sapphire was talking about when she had to check up on that bitch. Why and Heather didn't do shit. Why did her and Heather get into it? It was Heather said something that was, of course, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And Sapphire, being Sapphire with her lip chap, was not here for it. I will say this, though. There was no kindness in Sapphire's heart. Because mm-hmm. as far as I know, she did not ask or offer that girl any kind of lip hydration in any way, shape, form, or fashion. <laughs> the only thing that she offered that girl was two options. To exit, either physically, or exit this life. Oh, Heather chose to exit physically. She made <laughs> probably the best decision of her life. The only solid decision of her life. That's but it. Heather, but Heather's a bully, and she's used to being able to just bully whoever she wants. She thinks she, think she thinks she's a bully. Yeah, she wasn't prepared for the for somebody to check, check her, her in the way that she needed. Yeah, you know, because them little white girls let Heather run over them. Exactly. They and they did. They damn sure did. They let Heather run all over that girl, all over them, up and down. On both seasons. Both, and Heather wasn't even a true cast. Catch this to on season two where Heather's there for two episodes. I feel like what they were trying to do was the New York thing. They were going to do the New York thing and bring her back. That's why she was going so hard at Daisy. But Mm -hmm. they decided not to. So it was like her beef with Daisy Mm -hmm. had nothing to do with Brett Michaels at all. Mm -hmm. Because it was like they were going to do the New York thing and bring her back, but they decided not to because she wasn't trending well with the fans. No, because nobody likes her. Right. Then it was the thing with 12 Pack. But then also, so Daisy of Love was supposed to be Heather's show. Right. Because Heather was Heather supposed to get an of love show. To Daisy, yeah. Which is why she was on Rock of Love 2 mm-hmm. and I Love Money. Because they kept telling her, if you do these things, we'll get you your own show. They and they were Heather setting her up did. To, do the, to do her own. And they realized people just didn't like her. People don't, and people still don't like her. Like, she's a devout conservative, like yeah. hardcore conservative. I wouldn't be surprised if this bitch is facing federal charges after Wednesday, for real. Yeah. Like, she's that level of conservative. Yeah. Ugh. A whole bunch of gabbing, a bunch of white people being a bunch of nasty and a bunch of nasty. Yeah. Well, that wraps up season one. Yeah. Season two gets lit. Season two 
two is much better. You know the first season's And uncensored. Like, what is happening? Oh, yes. Uncensored. And uncensored. There's titties. Titties. Tatters everywhere. A lot of tatters. A lot of tatters. A lot of, lot of bad sewing. A lot of bad clips. Oh, yes. All right. Yeah, join us. For now. We'll see y'all next week with the next part of Rock of Love, I guess. Rock of Love, if season two. Y'all make me drink myself into oblivion. <laughs> and remember, I'll let you touch my backstage pass and ride my limousine. Shut up. Please, let mm-hmm. me be y'all. Rock of Love. No, stop. Ew. I hate it. Bye. <laughs> I'm done today.